0: Hello and welcome to the Just Mates podcast where we aim to destigmatize men not speaking up about mental health. Remember to follow our social pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Just Mates Pod. You can listen to and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcast. All the links are provided in the description. In today's episode, we discuss parental influences. Um, This was a bit of a maybe a close to home one for a lot of people i think sam
1: yeah um it stems into a lot of issues i guess mate yeah uh, wait, um it- i think it was i think it was mainly
0: to touch on how maybe parents don't understand depression or maybe even parents themselves are going through it but don't know that they are because they have just never been taught about it yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's hard if you're, a, you know, a young kid. You can't really understand if if a parent's going through something. Um, you can't really understand that as a yeah. kid. You can't process it.
0: And I think um, as as kids go, like under, say, 12, they're quite demanding for attention, for everything, really, like things they want, um, like toys, this and that. And obviously, when your parents maybe at that age aren't fulfilling your desires, you kind of feel like there's a level of hatred. Maybe they don't care about you as a kid, obviously. Um, and maybe it's just about understanding that they're just going through something
1: yeah and um, I think kids replicate their parents behaviour Yeah. so I was I remember watching this UFC fighter um, on the Joe Rogan podcast I can't remember what his name is he's French um, but he <laughs> was going on about where he was bullied in school Um <sighs> Let me just think about this. Yeah, a kid that was bullied in he was bullied in school by this kid, and this kid constantly hit him and stuff. Um and then later found out um when he got the parents involved and things, um, that that kid was actually getting hit at home by his dad. Um and that and I guess that was the only way to communicate. That 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 kid knew to how to communicate with yeah. people. Yeah, I get you. Much to hit i guess so it, i think
0: yeah uh, like violent behavior or even even in in on the opposite end of the spectrum being emotional like regardless of your gender like male or female um if your parents are quite emotional and emotionally attached to you and very caring and oversensitive, that's a reflection
1: of how you will be with, amongst your friends as well that's what i'm like my family are very to the surface
0: yeah so like i've got a few friends where They're not even close to their parents, but they they have a a relationship with them, but they're not exactly like I'll go to them about my day kind of thing. But they know that they're there for them. But I think that's a reflection of the type of friends they are as well, because I wouldn't go to them specifically about my problems because I know that it's just not their cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? Like. Pe- 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 a lot of people have just just different
1: really yeah I, i've learned something i can't remember what a specific age it is so um you learn from your parents and stuff so you rely on your parents and everything until like i think it's maybe 12 or 13 and yeah. then like you kind of gravitate to gangs and then you kind of it's not gangs but you know like pe- people in groups, groups yeah oh, yeah um and you find that with kids that don't have fathers, um, the idea of the father figure kind of fragments off to different people. So um, it could be a group of friends, it could be role role, role models um, that you know in maybe a certain industry or YouTube or you know, what I mean, it. it, it yeah, the father figure kind of spreads out. Yeah, um, you're right. So, I mean, I know it did for me, um, spread out to different things that I placed that kind of masculine role model in um, when I didn't really have that around. So did you kind of yeah. have that?
0: Yeah, I think for me as well, like same for, same as you really, I didn't look for that role model uh, as such because I just was so used to not having to have someone that I could, I had to rely on. And obviously in the, in the initial stages, and I'm not going to go into too much, but um, my mum was obviously my mum and dad at the same time. And obviously I had my uncle who I'm really close to, still really close to, um, and things are a lot different now. But um, yeah, at that young age, I did have my uncle to rely on, Mm -hmm. but I also just didn't feel like I I needed it because I knew no better
1: kind of. Mm-hmm. It's so you go out looking for it. It's just because it's there in the first place. Subconsciously, you will do it.
0: Yeah, of course. And I think it's it's made me maybe not emotional. may maybe more emotional than sensitive. I'm not sensitive as such, but I'm quite in touch with like how I'm. I'm quite. I feel like I'm quite a considerate person. Yeah, you are. Um, and I feel like. I'd rather be the listener than the talker. yeah. But obviously, in reflection, I'm doing a podcast talking. But I think it, it, what I'm trying to say is I'd rather listen to people's problems. And I think that stemmed from the fact that I seeked my form of therapy by helping others rather than getting
1: help myself. And you, th- you think, is your mum like that? Is she a good listener? Yeah, my mum my literally, she will do anything for everyone. Yeah, well, that's probably where it stems from, mate.
0: Like so, really, and I it's... think obviously my mum's been through her fair share of battles. Yeah. Um, she's just grew a thick skin over the years. Yeah. And she's just learnt to, like, she's always there. She's always given advice to her sisters and brothers and stuff. And um, literally the kind of the core sibling, I'd say. Yeah and that's kind of and that's the same with me with my sister um obviously there's some s- some things that go on and then i'm there for her and she knows that she can rely on me and yeah. i feel like that that makes me feel like a good person and it makes me feel like i've been brought up well yeah well you have mate clearly <laughs> So, yeah, um, I think just in regards to like how your parents can be, like you, we said at the start, it's a massive reflection on the type of person you can be. But I think we've mentioned in previous pods, Sam, and you've you've said this quite a few times, is sometimes you look at your own homegrown situations and you see the negativity and you think, well, I don't want to be like that. So let me, I know how this makes someone feel, for mm-hmm. example, being hit or yeah. shouted upon or whatever Whatever, whatever the circumstances, you know that when you're in a f- group of friends or a relationship or whatever, the, whatever you're facing, you know not to be like that.
1: Yeah, well, you can either go down... So we could use the issue of um, drinking, right? Um, I never had alcohol in the house as a kid. Um, yeah. So I've never really gravitated to alcohol as such. But I know mates that have had... Um, alcohol in their house and then their parents have been alcoholics and you know they've started to become to become alcoholic so you kind of it's either that you have two choices you either go down the rabbit hole or you pluck up the courage and you don't do that and because if you really think about it like um uh you every single generation you want to make improvements based on what your parents did so you want to continue consistently as advance like in a human race in general right so you always want to do better than your parents did otherwise uh-huh, what's yeah, the point of course. Yeah, um, and but
0: then if your parents, in reflection to that, if your parents have set such a good example that you feel like if I was to even be like them at 10%, then I would feel happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people have that blessing of that core foundation
1: at home. Yeah, and I, I found that, um, I don't know if this this is the right, if I can relate this properly, but um, I went to a school with um, quite a lot of kids that, are, that were in... Yeah their parents were just super rich, like, I'll tell you, mate, like stupid, stupid rich and incredibly successful. Um, We had this kid at our school. I can't remember. I, I won't, I won't say his name, but his dad was like managing director, um, of how do I even say this? Oh, I don't want to say it because if like, if people listen to this, he's managing director of something that was quite big, right? Huge. Yeah. Europe. Um, and the the guy ended up, like, losing his driver's license. He just didn't work hard in school. He didn't really do well as a GCSEs. He had nothing to work towards. He had no chip on his shoulder. And in return, it just made him lazy. And I think yeah. that is... I really don't want to say it because it sounds mean but like, I think that just stems from like I've already got what what everything I need with my dad so I just don't yes. bother it's like being handed everything on a silver spoon isn't it yeah that's it and you find that with people as well they never had to work hard for anything in their life so why would they bother do you know but I, I also get that but then there's
0: a lot of people that turn to The laziness because people just expect them to just do that. So, like for example, there'll be someone who's got like a rich parent or rich family, and everyone will just keep making digs at them, um, saying things like, um, oh, your dad can just get you this or your mum can just get you this, where in fact that person wants to work for it themselves. But because all these people are saying these negative things about them, they start to become complacent and think, "Well, if they're saying this, I might as well just let it happen." Yeah, so I, I think that that's a form of like a, a mental health issue as well. Then, in that sense,
1: because of b- being bullied, really. Yeah. Very. Um. I've kind of had that where, um, because I, I went to a private school when I was growing up, right, but. And then whenever I tell people that they seem to think that I was absolutely bawling, yeah um I wasn't like at all, and it wasn't exactly an expensive private school, it was just um when my dad left, he literally ripped everything out away from me, right I had nothing and mm the only thing I had realistically was my friends at this school so my grand my granddad worked his ass off and my mum to put me in a position to go to that school and it's you know it's worked out quite well um I mean yeah look, of course. look, look at me now but yeah whenever I tell people that they assume that I was like stupid rich I, mean, I wasn't you know or this is it's... it's just that connotation with private school isn't it yeah exactly and it's like you don't know what I've been through yes I like this is what I was saying like some kids that went to my school like they were stupid rich but I would turn up my mum's busted up busted up car and we were living in a bloody bnb you know what i mean yeah it's um i get that yeah and but then
0: there are some people like i said there are some people who have that silver spoon um kind of analogy but then they don't want to rely on their parents like even films i've seen loads of films where they're trying to work for themselves and um they don't want to basically just be handed everything and that's a good reflection of how you're being brought up as well because that also shows kind of ambition
1: yeah yeah well you don't you don't want to feel I, I know if my um if my mom was super rich and super super successful um i know i wouldn't want to you know uh take everything she has and just sponge like i i read this thing that um you know jackie chan yeah, um, I read because he's stu- he's stupid rich and obviously stupid famous. I read I read this article ages ago that he wouldn't. He he said he's never going to give his kid any money just to make him work for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's uh, initially reading that I was thinking, bloody hell! You know that's quite harsh, but in reality, it's actually quite true. Otherwise, the kid's never going to work for anything in his life.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's. You you can have everything, but you need to be taught to work for it, like you just said. And I think, was it the Beckhams? Like David Beckham, he'd done the same with his kids. He said he wanted his kids to have a normal job or something. He said something like this. Maybe I'm thinking it was, maybe it's someone else. But I think people come come with that status and there's the perception that the public will think that they're just going to hand their kids everything. Yeah. I don't think a lot of them people do that and I know that it's there for them like for that kid in 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 topic but I think a lot of parents do want them to just learn the hard way
1: yeah and and equally as well right so you could you could see um I know a, a couple a couple of people that are their parents are extremely successful <clears throat> but in turn, they don't have a good relationship with their parents because they're always working. Uh, yeah, I have got one friend in particular whose dad is always like he was never around like at all, ever. And to the point where it's like this is kind of abuse. Um, yeah, neglect. It's yeah, full on neglect, and it's like and it made me think like yes, he's got lots of money and stuff, but it was just kind of you've got that empty feeling that void like you could just to be honest at the end of the day
0: money holds no value if you've got no one to share it with
1: no and you learn that with maturity I think I think when you're young yeah you do when you're young you kind of see money is you know I can buy this and I can buy that but as you mature you kind of realise the most important thing is people and family
0: Yeah, and I think it goes back to what I started saying at the start of the pod is when we're we're kids, we kind of, because we're children, we kind of want everything, like we want the best toy, the best clothes, or that's just how we are as kids and we expect our parents to just be able to provide us with them things, but it's never that easy. And I think um, maybe this is to show the parents... How kids may be seeing things because obviously we were once that child, and maybe back in the day, like hundreds of years ago, children didn't really have them expectations. But now there's so much to compare with and compete with out there in society that kids feel neglected, left out if they haven't got the best thing. And I think, um, maybe parents could understand that a little more and try to have
1: that deep-rooted conversation with them from an early age? I um, I don't know if you can kind of relate. But it's because kids don't really, they don't know. <sighs> a, a parent saying to their kid, I don't have enough money, is quite a hard conversation. Um, yeah. I remember growing up and not being able to have a phone for some time, or if I did have a phone, it wouldn't have been a nice one. So... When when iPhones started coming out, you know, the really nice ones when they completely changed the hardware and software to the point where it's like, oh, it's looking actually really nice now. So I think it was around like iPhone 3, iPhone 4. Um, I still had a really, really shitty phone. And like all my, hmm. all like loads of my mates would come in with like fresh new iPhones on a contract, like really nice. And I felt a bit left behind. Um, yeah. And I guess kids just don't understand. (laughs) I guess it's understanding the value of
0: where that comes from, really. Yeah, I mean, it's like with one of my uncles. He's um, um, they're in like a well-off kind of situation, but he kind of let let his kids not grovel, but just wait a a little extra to get the because nowadays there's kids that are like five six years old with like iPhones and all of this technology and they've barely got a childhood um but I think with my uncle he kind of taught his kids to have that need for that item quite later on yeah in comparison to other kids
1: yeah and I think that's a very good lesson that he that's what good what he did there really because you just because you want something doesn't mean you should have it exactly and
0: and maybe that's another thing like that's another um a topic is the fact that maybe your parents can afford it but they're just choosing to keep
1: you safe um but obviously as kids they won't understand that yeah do you remember um you know gta games yeah yeah um uh <laughs> yeah 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 you, you know, you know yeah. Where i'm going with this like yeah, when go, you, yeah, go. On. You grow up and like kids in school would say, "Oh, I played this, I done this mission," and then your parents would probably be like, "Oh, no, you're not getting that. It's an uh, 18. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you'll be like, "Oh, but mum, like this, my friend's twelve and he's got it," kind of thing. Yeah,
1: well, his his, his mother's a f- moron, <laughs> and you're, you're f- eight.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I get what you mean. I think it's. Um... It's having that level of control as well, because as much as we hated it as kids, our parents are only really looking out for us. And even like, obviously, even years on, they're doing the exact same. Um, But you have that like level of independency and making your own decisions like right or wrong. But I think it all stems from how you're taught to deal with certain situations or, yeah,
1: level of control from a young age. There's nothing that really spiked your adrenaline more than getting your hands on a Call of Duty when it was released at pre-order when you were like 15, (laughs) eh?
0: But I was always one of them people that kind of watched others get them games. And I wasn't really, because of just just because of how I was built, I didn't really care so much for it and I think that's made me appreciate things a bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I I just remember growing up and I think it was Modern Warfare Two. I'm probably gonna bore the listeners here, but Modern Warfare Two you know, Modern Warfare Two probably up to like three or four games past that. Um yeah. pre order there at midnight with my mum bless her. Um go and get it and that's a great thing she did for me as well and like <laughs>
0: I mean you look back and you don't really think about how much of that that's a that's a big not a big thing but that they, they're going out their way
1: yeah at midnight on a school night to go and get a game for you like to yeah. stand in a queue for the nerds and other groveling kids to get a game <laughs> with you
0: Bruh.
1: it's just yeah you know that's
0: crazy i think um actually what we can talk on about uh, on that topic is appreciation yeah for for things um i think when you're in in terms of depression and anxiety when you do feel um that kind of way where you're sad and stuff and you're you're overwhelmed and you're worrying about things you kind of forget and it's hard—a hard thing to grasp and say to someone—is, "Oh, you've got this, so you shouldn't be unhappy." But in that feeling, we kind of forget what we have around us, and we take it for granted. Yeah. So we may may be sad over a relationship, but we should be happy that we've got a roof over our head. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: you, um, you—the well, problem is you don't know what you have until it's
0: gone. Exactly, and I think like i said it's a hard thing to say to someone when say they're going through a breakup you 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 can't exactly turn around and say to them well you've got a bed to sleep in so you shouldn't be sad kind of thing but it is just having maybe if you're grown up having that level of appreciation for just the little things it starts to help you when you do get depressed because you start to think well maybe i don't have this but i have this to kind of as an alternative
1: yeah interesting topic there mate do
0: you know what i mean yeah. like it's just that f- level of appreciation as i keep saying it's um well, it's a hard thing to grasp. i'm not a parent
1: yet um probably won't be some time <laughs> but um just I, I don't know how you can kind of draw that into a kid just to have appreciation for things i guess you just um I guess the way my mum went about it was to actually physically just say you should be appreciative for this like you know
0: Yeah say, I think it's just these stone cold conversations like you like you said before about it's a hard conversation to have with your kid to say that I don't have the money for this mm-hmm. just have them conversations because once you do have that conversation and let them let let the kid get angry and be like oh well, you should be able to afford it kind of thing but i I guarantee you, the next few times they will stop asking.
1: I think um, uh, with kids as well, it's important to be completely transparent with your yeah. own kids. Like, don't hide things under the surface because they'll just learn that they'll just like or
0: sugarcoat it because that's what they'll do to their friends when they grow up. Yeah,
1: yeah, just be. Just be really transparent with your with your kids. Um, that's kind of what's works well with me and my mum and my family. So I'll deal yeah. with it. Or, you know, um, and, and, and equally on, on the flip side of the coin, um, if you're a parent, listen to your kid, just listen to them. Yeah. Like they'll tell you a lot that you need to know. Like sometimes just because they're younger doesn't mean that they don't know enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of um
0: even me as a 17-year-old m- m- maybe not actions wise but mindset wise I was very mature for my um, age. Yeah. And I I can I can only imagine you were the same yes. in your in the, in the way that you thought about things. Yes. And I think obviously when you have that young age attached to you, like sixteen, seventeen, there's always going to be that conversation of, "Oh, you're just young, immature, wild, that kind of thing," yeah. and then you start to neglect the fact that this person probably has deeper rooted issues, and they probably are trying to speak up, but we're just we're just brushing it off because of their age. Um,
1: and I, I don't really want to. I mean, do I do I say this? Um. I, I, when I was younger, I didn't really have someone that would listen to me. Uh, num- yeah. A number of people, um, and that stemmed further in. So imagine you're talking to someone, um, and you're giving them advice, um, and you know they, they they just they just look almost look through you when you when you say when you tell them what to do when you're trying to help that person, especially if they're close to you, like in the circumstance I was. Um, That made me really angry as a kid, and that caused more problems than I thought. It it caused a lot of trust issues with me. It caused a lot of anger issues with me. So when this specific person wouldn't listen to me, I know as a kid, I would literally punch a hole in the wall. It's because you took it personally. Yeah, Yeah. Um, when I probably shouldn't. Um, But as a kid, you can't process that.
0: It's true. And obviously, growing up, you... I'm sure you've been in situations where people have given you advice and you've not taken it. Um, Imagine how the other person's feeling. They're probably feeling like, well, why why am I bothering kind of thing? But when you're in that feeling of, like, um, anguish and despair, you kind of don't want to listen to anyone. And (sighs) I don't know. I think growing up I feel like I've been a good person to come to for advice and I feel like you are too and that is kind of a reflection of how we were brought up I think and we've said this before about ourselves like we've always been the listeners of the group and like I'd rather much rather help someone than talk about my own problems. Yeah
1: yeah which has a a positive things to it and some negative things but being yeah. a listener you know small dogs bark the loudest don't they so exactly and i think like um
0: like you've been through stuff as a kid like with your parents and whatever happened and and vice versa for me um i think because of that i also looked at the world to think, think well even if I am feeling sad, because I feel like I've had some deep-rooted issues since I was a kid, really. Um, But if I ever was sad, I never talked about it because I realised that there's shit going on around me that is a lot worse than what I'm feeling when... In reality, I should have just spoken to people about
1: how yeah, I feel. Well, at the end of the day, mate, pain is pain. You know, I hate to sound cliche. It doesn't matter if other people's circumstances are much worse than yours. Like, pain is pain. And if it's hurting, you talk about it. You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think but because of what I was going through or what I used to witness or see or hear about, I kind of neglected my own problems yeah. and just didn't let it overwhelm me and then I used to be like you I used to be like not tell anyone anything and then punch holes in my doors and my walls and stuff and take it out in my own time rather than tell people how I feel
1: yeah and this is what I've, I've learned when I have kids I'm going to be really open with them if they, if I can sense that they've got an issue I'm going to be there on the spot you know what I mean um just to be there to cater for them um and just listen because that's incredibly important as a parent that you just sit there and listen to your kid it doesn't matter if they're younger they're still people
0: exactly yeah and everyone's got Everyone's got emotions that they're going through, whether it be overly sensitive or anger, whatever the emotion is. Just try to understand it. I think, and like, like my mum's quite a good role model for me to look up to in terms of like, um, like, uh, like, um, what can I say? Like someone to look 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 up to to be this kind of person, yeah, like a good intentions. Yeah. Um, so for me if I'm an ounce of a reflection of that towards my kids I know that all my kids will be yeah. happy but on on another flip side I've also seen loads of friends and not not even just friends like just randomers that have like tweeted stuff or put stuff on Instagram or whatever it is and they've not had that level of support because their parents are not understanding yeah. I just want my parents to be able to talk to me about everything really yeah Yeah. and not my parents sorry my kids yeah i i I think if you that's kind of what you want isn't it you want your kids to be able to talk about anything with you whether it's good bad uh, a, a horrible situation to talk about awkward you know what i mean
1: there's a fine line between being You should be your kid's friend but at the same time you need to be that dominant figure in the house you know you know what i mean that level of authority you do kind of need you need to be stern with your kids as
0: well like say if they they're they're moaning about the latest game that they want when you know that you can't give it to them you have to be stern with them and tell them sorry this is the hard way like you can't have everything you want yeah but obviously it's just the way you do that with with your with your kids
1: yeah, and it's, I, I think there's only a limited amount of advice that you and me can kind of give with this because we're not parents yet. Exactly, yeah. But I think I think out of a lot of people, we're probably
0: quite... Um, not skilled, what's the word? Like, been through enough experience to be able to see on both sides of the story.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, and I can. You just have to watch that fine line between, you know, don't be too much of your kid's best friend um but at the same time like you kind of have to it's like being a friend but not how do i describe this so my mum is like i see my mum is kind of the way i talk to her is kind of like an older sister (laughs) yeah yeah at the same time and admittedly sometimes i kind of take that for granted and i do talk to her in ways that i wouldn't talk to a mother yeah
0: no I I, i i know what you mean
1: yeah and that that, that's nice to me in in a lot of ways it's really nice it's cute but um i do kind of take that for granted and i do talk to her i have talked to her like shit in the past because of it and i forget my mum. can you hear me
0: a few moments later
1: um but
0: yeah no you're 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 totally right um i think it's having that kind of bond but it kind of makes you a better person as well if you know that you can go home and tell your parents something and they're not going to be angry and take it out on you
1: yeah exactly that's kind of how i tackle it with my granddad as well like um i, I know i can go to him about things um but at the same time I would never disrespect him. Yeah, of course there's you have that level of respect for him, don't you?
0: Yeah. I um, think as well on the on the flip side it's um sometimes in in within parents you can have like a fun parent and then the other one's a bit more of a stricter person. Mm-hmm. Like for example kids will go to or even 18-year-olds, or even 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, they will go to their mum about something because they know their dad will overreact. And then your mum kind of speaks to your dad in a nicer way, saying, oh, this has happened, that has happened, that kind of thing. And it's just about understanding which parent is what role to you. Yeah, I never really had that. Yeah, uh, nor did I. um, But um, I know a lot of people have that kind of relationship where their one of their parents is a more of a friend, and the other one is a bit more like a just a a figure to look up to. Good cop, bad cop. (laughs) Yeah, that kind. Yeah, definitely that. But it goes a long way, really, to have that relationship. (laughs) Yeah, um, and I think. And obviously, as well, sorry, before you say anything, um, mm-hmm. this is apologies to anyone who hasn't got any parents or has lost their mum or dad or lost both parents. Um, we don't want to be... Um, we don't, we don't want to upset people. So maybe, um, yeah, it's just that
1: maybe something I should have
0: touched on before.
1: No, it's okay. I think I think it's totally fine. People understand, you know, it, it, they should understand. It's it's um, At some point or another, you will have a parent whether it is actually your biological parent or, um, you know, it could be an uncle that is your parent. Um, People can kind of relate to this kind of figure. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good point. That's a good, yeah, that's true. In in some way or another. Yeah. Um, And it's important to listen to your kids. Otherwise, I think it can stem, definitely, uh, over like a top line sort of of description here. It can stem to like low self-esteem. I think if your your kids will kind of assume that their needs aren't important if you don't listen. Um and that expression certain emotions is kind of negative and wrong and um like I said, with the whole, um if you're if you're a father and you're beating your kids, that kid's gonna think that's normal. Yeah that the that those family dynamics are kind of normal and permissible so like abuse disrespect and stuff and that can cause a lot of issues down down the line so listen to your kids and just um, what name make so i'm just stemming onto this and going on to this a little bit so what do you think is the i know there's no right age to be a parent right you should be a parent at whatever age you think is fine but like would you, if you could have like a checklist before you're a parent, what would you set yours as like personally? Because mine's kind of like um, financially secure. Yep. One. Mentally um, stable, yep. um, amongst most things, um, and in a location where I, I, I'd see best fit for my kid to grow yep. up.
0: Perfect. That's literally my three things as well. And obviously, a good relationship with my partner
1: yeah yeah oh yeah, I didn't mention that definitely. definitely. Um,
0: I think do you know what? That's a great thing um, you've just mentioned. Um, a lot of our and I do speak on behalf of a lot of us, and I feel like this is quite quite a big thing to say. but a lot of um, um, our parents, maybe um, when they had us, they weren't mentally ready. It was just a societal pressure kind of thing to have kids um, yeah. when they had us. And yes. I know your circumstances was a bit different as well, Sam, obviously. Yes. Um, but um, a lot, especially in the Asian community, back in the day, you used to get married young and before you even knew it, you had kids. How old, typically, mate? it depends whenever you got married was essentially the time that you'd have a kid. So really? some people got married at 18, some people got married at 21, 25, 22. But as soon as you're married, really, you kind of, back in a day, you were expected to have a kid straight away kind of thing. And if you look back at so many like deeply rooted issues, a lot of these parents weren't mentally ready to have a kid. They yeah. were still maturing themselves. They were still learning things about how they're dealing with things, um, um, uh, negatively positively uh, growing as a person um, ambition that kind of thing they weren't specifically ready to have a child and yeah that is a big reflection of how your child is brought up because if you're not ready to mentor your kids because that's what you are to your children you're a mentor um, if you don't have that mental capacity to i know you learn as you go on as well this is one of them things you learn that you learn as you go but if you don't already have that mental capacity to deal with children um and having a child of your own and that responsibility that will reflect on your kids and how they are how they behave
1: yeah and i think um as it was just going that, that's a really interesting point there mate 100 um i was just thinking about what you said like um when when you get married, we typically have a kid straight after that. Um, if I'm actually correct, I think um, if you look back at my, my kind of grandparents, this is sort of the same thing. And my mum my, my had me at 21, right? Um, my grandma had my had mum my and uncles and stuff around maybe mid-20s. Yeah. Um, I think now the age to actually be the first time mother, first time father's kind of gone up. So realistically, you're looking at fathers being around 32 to 34 for their first kid. Okay, Um, And then with mothers, I think it's around 27 to 28, 29. Um, And I think that's kind of, it's a good move. Like, obviously, you're going to be a little bit older as your kids growing up, but there's more of a chance that you're going to be more mature and financially stable if you at least wait a couple of years, because I'm, 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 I'm kind of a firm believer that you you, and this goes on to the whole money and maturity economic side of things to actually being it because you mean have a kid i mean I, this probably sounds really black and white and quite horrible but a kid is a liability it's it will take money out of your account like it or not and if you don't have the funds to sustain that then don't have one yeah um, look at it in a balance sheet perspective <laughs> if you really I know. have to and, and obviously on on the other side to that there's obviously
0: unexpected pregnancies and having ch- children like not realising that that's going to be a part of your life. But I I think you are right. I think having them kind of core things in your head to know, to aspire to before you have kids can go a long way for how your children are brought up. And I think, especially in the Asian community, um, a lot of kids, um, a lot of Asians are depressed and it's because their parents don't know how to cope with their children's feelings because nobody dealt with their feelings do you know what i mean like nobody was there for them so they didn't know that there was that support that they could have yes which means that the kid has now the same upbringing as you whereas when you when we started this pod you said about there's like every time you go down in a generation or up in a generation you want to do better they've got no better to aspire to because they don't know any better
1: yes Yes.
0: So, I mean, it's just, I know it's a bit blunt, but I think just having yourself ready to have a kid can
1: just change your children's outlook on life. Well, this will probably, I've got a number here that might scare some people off having kids right now. <laughs> I, I might do. Like, by all means, go and have a kid if you think you're ready and stuff. I mean, there, there's no real right age. Um, no,
0: that, but, that's the big thing. There isn't a right age.
1: There, there isn't. Whenever you're ready, you're ready. But um, I'm just reading something here from the Child Poverty Action Group. So the CAPG. Um, they ran a report to find the average total of having a child in 2019. They found up to the age of 18, the cost of raising a child in a single parent family costs a staggering £185,000 compared to 100. 51,000 pounds for couples. You are joking. No, and that's over 18 years, right? So um 185 divided by 18. So that's jeez. So that's about 10 grand a year on a kid. Um you're looking at roughly speaking maybe about 7 to 7 to 10 grand a year on a kid to raise it. And obviously that's food, water, um like that's, this is what i'm saying yeah look at it, food balancing. water
0: school uniform toys um uh educational books courses this that
1: it's not just plain sailing is it no it's not this is what i'm saying look at it on the balance sheet perspective like i i know right now right i i could i could probably like i'm mature enough to have a kid like i i could be but when you look at figures like that it's like come on now realistically
0: can i give the child what i didn't have
1: yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah and obviously you want to be better than your parents were and if you don't have the money to do it then i think that in itself should really scare you shitless because uh, as
0: much as you like you just said like mentally you're ready and i feel like i am too but um if you're not financially ready then when you are when your child is growing up and you think you're mentally ready you you were ready for this but you don't have the money the means to sufficiently provide the child with a good life it will take its toll on your own mental health yeah
1: and you've got to think as well with with time and stuff like it sounds really horrible to say like if you're a hard-working person like a mother father if you're hard-working in the office right the time in your twenties that you could have been using in the office to kind of grind and then work on that promotion or have your own business and really take yourself to the next level in your twenties, maybe early thirties. Um, you just won't have that time, you know you know what I mean? So if, if it takes like 150 grand to, to raise a kid over 18 years, like let's say 10 years of that, like that money could have gone towards providing a life for a child in a much better circumstance. Yeah. Maybe. And
0: that's just reminded me of certain things that my mum may have said or I know that parents do say is like, say if we're out having fun and or we're out for a long period of time and because because of the circumstances maybe our, our parents had us young yes um they were in a situation where they didn't get to have fun at all or go out or do these things so when they see us do that they kind of it's a reflection that they instead of instead of understanding that oh i didn't have this so let me have that let me let them have that sorry mm. they kind of have a feeling of jealousy parents <laughs> do yeah and think well I didn't get to have this so in a mean kind of way why should I let my kid have it I'm going to tell them off kind of thing and I think that's a harsh thing to say but it's very true yeah I I've had that with uh my mum in <laughs> some things Do you know what I mean I think maybe because they don't realize what they're saying or how they might
1: be making your
0: kid their kid feel
1: yeah it's like um with me because I had a lot of freedom as a kid like a lot of freedom to do what I want But um, my mum didn't really have that as much yeah. and nowhere near as much um, and she has kind of said to me like I, I you know I never had this I never had that not in a nasty way
0: yeah no I know what you mean yeah yeah so you're right and they'll be like i didn't have this i didn't have that oh you should you you should appreciate it this kind of thing and obviously we should appreciate it but to us it's just the norm we look at our friends our peers and they're doing all of these things they're going out for the weekend they're going abroad and things like that. And obviously we want that too for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And because obviously our parents back in the day, can you really imagine like your parents going on holiday every single year? Like Mm -hmm. it just didn't happen, did it really? Uh, For them, maybe some parents were lucky enough to have that kind of bond, but a lot of us, our parents didn't have that. So now when we are living it up as such in quotation marks, um, it's kind of looks like we're showing off kind of thing to them and they feel that sense of jealousy but I think what I'm trying to say is parents shouldn't feel like that because we're just we're just doing what we think is normal
1: yeah pretty much mate
0: but yeah, yeah anyway um that it, 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 there's a lot that could be said really without getting too personal
1: yeah yeah um I yeah that's pretty much that Sold it, mate, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, we'll cap it off there then, mate.
1: Yeah, I thought I think it's a really interesting topic and I, I think we can duck and dive and go into so many different rabbit holes. Um, but I think it's just a good all-round, all-round topic to discuss, you know, have that I checklist think, ready yeah. before you're ready to have a child, otherwise you're going to be in the shit and so is your kid.
0: Yeah, it's just, I think, like you said, the, the four or five things you should... Um, really aspire to have ready before you have a kid is obviously as you said financially being financially stable being a good in a good mental capacity to deal with these things Um, having achieved things yourself that you know that you won't be able to do when you have a kid yes and a good relationship with your spouse
1: yes Yeah. That is top level. That's premium bullshit. They should pay you for that, mate.
0: (laughs) So I just feel like they're the core, like that's the core foundation of a good relationship and a good stage to be ready.
1: Yeah. And you, you could be ready at 21. You could be ready at 30. There
0: are plenty of people that are 21 living their their best life, having been financially stable, landed an, an amazing job, this kind of thing. So maybe you are ready back at that point. So there's no right or wrong age it's just looking out for these simple things before you do have a kid
1: yeah and just look at it like i said i hate to sound like an accountant but look at it on a balance sheet perspective that's probably like eight to ten grand going on a kid if you're on like a 20 to 30 grand salary can you really afford that
0: yeah and especially as a single parent as well you've got to look at it and that factor of how much support can you get and can you even afford to look after yourself yeah
1: yeah very true Okay, mate, let's cut so, it. So, yeah,
0: um, yeah, thanks again. And obviously, as we said last week, um, the schedule's changing a bit, or shall I say schedule, schedule, whatever people want to say. Um, where Sam, I want to congratulate you on your new job. Yes, mate. Um, you're starting tomorrow. So now, um, just to, so the listeners know, we record on Sundays now. Um, but yeah, good luck with your job, Sam, and I hope thanks, it goes man. well. And I think it just goes to show that out of a pandemic there are some positive things coming out of it
1: yeah it's been an absolute tripe of a year um <laughs> but at the same time we've been you and me have changed quite significantly i think
0: i think so yeah and um, i appreciate everything that you've done for me in, over the past few months and um yeah it's been it's been really good mate <laughs>
1: Yeah, you too, mate. Thank you for everything.
0: So yeah, um, if you want to find us on social media, we are on the handles Just Mates Pod. Um, follow us, like us, do what you can, share us. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, um, and yeah, uh, available Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, and other podcast um, platforms. But yeah, I've been Nafees and I've been
1: Samuel. Samuel, see you later. See you later. Bye. bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> what horse is that? <laughs> <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Whose horse is that?